Hello, everybody, and welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on Rashpixel.fm. I'm Pete Wright, and right over there is Nikki Kinzer. Hello, Pete Wright. Hello, Nikki Kinzer. How are you? How are you? I asked you first. Uh, I'm, I'm actually, <laughs> I'm good. It's the end of a crazy, crazy week. It's a crazy it, week. And it is. Yeah, it's been crazy. It's been, it, this time of year, I've got this, this major, uh, short film production project kind of every year it's an annual thing and and uh it looks like today is the last big day of editing and uh that is very very good because i'm tired and it is overwhelming and lots of little details and i spend most of the day in the dark and i'm ready to not not do that anymore (laughs) and i haven't seen any movies and i it's just i haven't left the house and I'm I'm re- I need some air. The weather's beautiful. Yeah. And I'm not taking advantage of it, so no, I'm ready yeah. to. You need to get out of your cave. It is, but the nice thing is there's a there's a hard line. Like when this is done, it'll be in in this in our little theater for this big event next Friday. So that's kind of the hard line. Everything's done, and uh, I I feel like uh, summer starts. Good. Yeah, I'm very excited. That's always it. fun. Love yes. summer. Love the summer. How are you? Mm-hmm. You doing well? I'm doing great. Yeah. Yeah. I've had a good week. Not too busy, not slow. Just, you know, just doing your thing. Just doing the thing. It's busy with the kids, right? Because it's just the end of the school year. So they've got a bunch of stuff going on. Oh, they're events. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's going good. Look, we should, uh, we're going to talk about something fantastic, uh, this week that was, I have to tell you, it was totally new. Came up in the Facebook group fully. And I have talked about this to actually, I think this was a reader or I mean, a listener of the podcast. I don't even think it was from the podcast group, was it? I thought oh, it, maybe came it, through an email. it came through an yeah. email. Oh, yeah, I think it came through an email. And I think that I think what it is, we're creating a new thing. Well, like I think, this, I think she just yeah, she, she invented, yeah. yeah, she did. We're not she did. credit where not credit a, is due. It's amazing. Yeah. And I have talked about it with a number of my uh, dear friends and colleagues who uh, also live with ADHD and resonated with it like that. Like it oh, was yes. absolutely. I get it. Totally get it. I can't wait to talk about it. Before we do that, head over to TakeControlADHD.com. Get to know us a little bit better. You can listen to the show on the website or subscribe to the mailing list, and we'll send you an email uh, every time a new episode is released. You can connect with us on Twitter or Facebook at TakeControlADHD. And, uh, it, you know, thank you, everybody who has already uh, considered it, uh, a, considered their options to support us over on Patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast. Uh, we sure appreciate that. And, uh, you're absolutely helping us to reach our goals. You know, this is, uh, it, it, this is a, uh, podcasting is, is an endeavor like any other thing that costs us, uh, there, there are costs associated with it. And, uh, it, to come to you every single week, uh, it's, it, it adds up. And so our first goal is just to cover our costs of producing the show. And so with every donation, with every subscription, you are helping us to support continuing to do this show. Uh, if you've been touched by uh, the work that we have done in the past, we sure appreciate you considering touching us back with your dollars. We, mm-hmm. It helps us keep going. So uh, thank you so much for that. Okay. Uh, just a little bit of news, brief news. Can I, can I, can I plug? You can right. plug away, my friend, Look, plug you know, away. I, I got this other show, this, uh, this other show, What's That Smell? 
Uh, it's it's uh, one of the other shows that I do, and it's about anxiety specifically. And uh, it, it is, if you haven't listened to it, we try to be funny. We try to help people laugh about their anxieties. And we just finished season one. Uh, we did 12 episodes of season one. And I'm telling you, I learned a ton. Uh, and and the episode that went live last week, our final episode of season one, was a was kind of a retrospective. Uh, what did we learn about our anxieties? What did we learn about uh, kind of living in the world with other people who have anxiety? And um, it 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 was a, a real eye opener for me and my co-host Tommy uh, to to do this, and we're very excited to do another season starting up uh, in the fall. Um, so if you haven't had a chance to listen to it, uh, I I encourage you to do so. You can search in uh, iTunes for What's That Smell, uh, or you can visit uh, Rashpixel.fm, and it's right on the homepage there, and with all the buttons to subscribe wherever you need to subscribe. So thanks for. Uh, for checking it out, everybody, we appreciate that. Uh, on, on and it's fantastic. Do you think? I love it. And I love the, uh, it's funny because we get, you and I get a lot of compliments about our rapport and how well we like jive together, yeah. you know, on this show. And you and Tommy are fantastic. Same <laughs> way. I mean, you guys just really like play off of each other. And, um, I'm learning things about you, Pete, that I didn't know about. <laughs> Because I'm listening to the right. show, and some of his one-liners are just so funny. I mean, it, yeah, I really enjoy both of you. It's it's really fun to to listen to you guys kind of banter back and forth. Oh, that's very kind. I'll I'll tell you, the highlight for me is hearing him talk about ants. His, <laughs> he had to hold that to the very last anxiety episode because he just couldn't talk about ants. He hates them. And I have been thinking about him saying, suck it, ants, no one likes you, and going on a rant about how terrible ants are uh, for weeks and weeks. So I, I hope you, uh, I hope others get a chuckle out of it. We've yeah, sure had a lot of fun show. doing it. And um, and so thank you. Anyway, okay, let's talk about summer coaching. No, yeah. Oh, good. I thought you were going to go straight to the topic. I'm like, no. I have another announcement. Oh, no, this one's big. Okay. All right, good. Well, enrollment is open now, right? So in the last couple of weeks, I've been talking about summer coaching and uh, it is up on the website where you can enroll. And uh, the deadline to sign up is June 29th because these uh, groups will start on uh, the week of July 9th. And uh, for the summer, they are eight weeks so it's eight group sessions, um, plus a lot of contact in between sessions and then one individual coaching session with me as well. And, uh, we have three different groups right now, um, that you can sign up for. And, uh, so yes, we will have the link in the show notes sure. and we also have, um, well, yeah, just go straight to the website. You know, go to take control ADHD and, and go under group coaching. And and in fact, actually, as we're talking about this, P, I would love for you to change the, the front panel on the, you know, on the front page of the website so they can just do it right there. Sign up for group coaching. Make it really easy. Yeah. See, I think, I think of these things as I talk. You do. And you're just, it's firecrackers. It's always for you. Always crazy. So creative. Firing, firing all the, yeah. Awesome. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that's my announcement. So now we can talk about Foley. What's Foley? Oh my gosh. Oh what my gosh. This? Can I, do you want me to, can I read this? Oh, I would love you. you. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta read this. It's amazing. Okay. I have a question or maybe more of a topic suggestion. Now I finally know why I have started and abandoned so many projects, jobs, cell phone businesses, even friends. It's not that I always failed. I usually just lost interest and move on to something else. 
if it was a hobby, it didn't matter so much. But when it's been an endeavor that involved other people, I've let them down. Now I'm fearful of losing interest. Did you hear that? There it was. Fear of losing interest. Fully. Fully. Is that a thing? Fear of losing interest. And I'm almost paralyzed in terms of allowing myself to start anything new because I don't want to disappoint any more people or myself. I'm not sure how to deal with that or understand it. In some ways, paring, my, paring down my activities has been very good. A simple, mindful life with meaningful priorities or family, interpersonal growth, and reading all those books I've wanted to read sounds delicious. I'm not sure, though, if I'm choosing that now because it's a good choice or out of fear or both. Or maybe I'm too soon in this journey of self-discovery to know. In case it's helpful, the loss of interest I have in mind goes way beyond just being bored or drudgery and is more like a complete lack of purpose for something that previously was a passion. Wow. I read that email and I just, I was floored because she put in an acronym those four little words that uh, are paralyzing me uh, in my middle life. It is amazing to me how how that resonated. I was I, I have a weekly uh, conversation with a dear friend who also happens to be a therapist who has who also lives with ADHD. And I said, "Have you ever heard of this thing, Foley?" And he's like, "What's that?" I said, "You know, it's an I, I don't know. It came up in the ADHD uh, show, uh, you know, comments and fear of losing interest." And it, I could hear his jaw drop on the phone. He's like, "That describes exactly my experience too." Foley, fear of losing interest, and it is. I don't know if it's the it's it's a partner to FOMO, fear of missing it out. It is, right? Yeah, right, right. FOMO, right. fear of missing out, and yeah, uh, it it is, it, it's amazing. So let's let, let's talk a little bit about that, can we? Well, I have to tell you, I, when I saw your reply, because you replied back to me before I even had a chance to read it, and you said, I adore this topic. Yeah. And I'm like, ooh, I like the word adore. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so I want to, yeah. like, I want to read more about this, right? And so I have to say, I took a lot of time actually reading this, rereading it, and um, really kind of taking pieces out of it. Um, and it's definitely from a coach's perspective. So what I'm really excited about today's show is it's a little it's a little different and I want you to add something that you don't even know you're adding. I I want to add sort of the coach's perspective of this and then I want you to add in the the how this resonates with you and and you know the ADHD perspective of it. Um yeah. Absolutely. And I'll tell you, because there were things that she said in uh, this, you know, two to three paragraphs that were just so powerful as a coach. I was like, oh, this is so exciting. There's so many great things going on here. <laughs> so the first thing I want to say is I want to acknowledge her for the awareness that she has around understanding how her ADHD affects her, because yeah. this is this is an ADHD uh, challenge, right? This fear of losing interest. And when you look at like how this actually started with her, it's, you know, I've, I've started and abandoned many projects, jobs, businesses, even friends. Uh, what I love that she's saying, it's, you know, it's not that I've always failed. It's just that she's lost interest. Okay. So that is ADHD, right? She has lost interest in whatever pulled her before. Um, so she's right. It's not about failure. Um, it's just not being able to do something that you maybe necessarily don't care about anymore. Um, and, and she's learning about her interest level. And, and if she's not motivated 
at that moment um, or she's not engaged in it, she's losing interest. And I thought it was really, again, so insightful for her to say that if, if she's lost that purpose, that it really doesn't mean anything. Um, so does that make sense? Yeah, a- absolutely. And for me, it's, oh, I, you know, it resonates in so many ways because I think back to the, the jobs that I've had and, I, and the, the kinds of frustrations that come up. And it's, it's almost like the context, the specific context doesn't matter. It's the emotional context that matters because the feelings that come with, uh, the, the just becoming suddenly bereft of purpose in, in the job, in the project, in the, the thing I was trying to create, in the book I was trying to write, you know, mm-hmm. um, that, that feeling, is for me a a black hole, right? I mean, it's it because not only is it something that uh, I'm, you know, I've I've lost interest in, right, on the surface. I'm also judging myself so harshly, yes, for my inability oh. to maintain focus. That's the thing yes. that hit me in the chest, right? That's the yes. thing that I found so crushing when I carry Foley around in my head for too long. Well, and, and, and I just, yes, we're definitely on the same page here because what I, I want to go in the black hole for a second, right? I yeah. just want to sit there for a second and then we're going to get out of it. Um, but I think that it's a really key part to recognize that black hole when you are trying to navigate your ADHD and you're learning how it's affecting you. And what she's done here, she's identified the pattern, right? She, yeah. she knows that she's losing interest. What you just added is that where's the passion? What, where's the motivation? And she's identified the consequences, but this is where I want to get a little deeper is she talks about disappointing others. And then in the, the beginning of her paragraph, she says the hobby doesn't matter as much. Well, if I was coaching her one on one, oh, I would be digging into that. Why? Right? Because exactly what you said. It is so easy to fall into the shame spiral without you even knowing it. So she's saying, oh, well, it doesn't matter if it's my hobby. But then later in the sentence, later in the paragraph, she says, yes, it does, because she doesn't want to disappoint others or disappoint herself. Yeah. Right. And so that's what I mean. And, and, and definitely doing some work around the limiting beliefs. And so that's why when I read this as a coach, I was like, oh, I've eaten this up yeah. because there's so many things here to dissect. And those limiting beliefs of how you are seeing yourself um, react to when you lose interest. It's exactly what you were saying. Yeah, yeah that's right. And that's why I go back to it doesn't it doesn't matter what the specific context was. Right. Yeah, it doesn't right. matter that I just, you know, I have this memory. Uh, I, it was one of my first jobs and I was working in technical, in the technical side of a small consulting firm. And I'll never forget, we got a new employee and I felt like our, I, I felt like our email addresses that I was setting up for employees were too formal, right? It was just really long. And we had somebody with a very long name and, uh, it was a wonderful name, but it was like 45 characters long and first name dot last name I thought was a little much. So I thought, you know, let's go ahead and have them pick, pick their own name or pick their own email address, you know, use a nickname, use something like this. And so I went down that road and our, our vice president of operations was a lovely woman and she and I are still friends this day, but I'll never forget. She said something. Uh, she said, no, we we want to keep it this way. And I had, I just 
was I just blew up at her in the office and stormed out because of this stupid email address naming scheme. And it was only years later that I realized like that was it. I'd lost purpose in the job. And that was yet another example of me losing interest in the job. And right. I, and I it manifested in this instant sort of like crazy youthful rage. Yeah. And uh, but I want to do this yeah, anyway. <laughs> I want to do it my way or because this is the only thing I have to hang on to. And right. if I can't have this, I have nothing. Yeah. And uh, I and and that was just another pattern. But it doesn't matter if it's that in this job or if it's in a hobby or something I want to learn. There was a time where I was super into wines and I was reading all this about wines and and I just loved learning about it. And then it was gone. And it took all my friends. I kept getting gifts for years because people thought I was super into wine and I would get books and things. And suddenly I stopped drinking. I stopped, like, you guys got to keep up, right? I've, I've, yeah. I've lost interest I've in this. I've moved on. <laughs> and every gift was like this another symbol of regret that I wasn't able to become an expert kind of, you know, uh, and, and go get my sommelier certification and all this crazy stuff. But I totally abandoned it. And I felt like I was abandoning a part of myself again. Like the 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 list of of those kinds of projects are countless in, in my life, whether it's hobbies. Or, but what is absolutely consistent is the feeling that comes with that abandonment, that losing mm -hmm. interest, that mm -hmm. that feeling that it's it's not I wasn't just bored. It was like I let myself down and everybody else who saw me in a certain light, everybody who saw me as a guy who does a thing now has to change the way they look at me. And I felt deep regret about that. Which is really interesting because that is what your perception is. But we have to go back to, is that really the truth? Right. Is that really what people are going to say about Pete Wright? Yeah. I doubt it. Right. Like, right. I don't think that if you told me all of a sudden that you're not interested in wine, that I would think, oh, my gosh, Pete, really? How could you give this up? Like, yeah. wine is the best thing in, in the world, which is coming from somebody who drinks very little of it. Right. So, you know. But, but see, yeah, I've gone but, from, like, knowing... Yeah, like knowing vintages yeah. and vintners too. You right. know, does it come in a box? Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty it's good. good. It's Let's pretty good. <laughs> drink that wine out of a box. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it is interesting, and that's why when I, then that's exactly why I picked that out. Is that yeah. I like I would definitely be digging in a little bit deeper in this belief because if we can start shifting your perception and what you, yeah. um, how you feel about abandoning these, you know. Or not even, it's not abandoning. It's just losing interest and moving on. Again, it's part of how your brain is wired. And can you imagine the freedom you would feel by letting that go and just accepting it, that it's okay to lose interest? It's okay, um, you know, to, to not finish it. I know yeah. you're hesitant. No, I, no, I, it, it's kind of, we're, uh, yes, I have thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I can but, just keep, keep going. I'm going to keep going yeah. because I still have some coaching things coach, to talk coach about. Me. Coach me. I'm going to coach. Yeah. I have my coaching hat on today. And I really didn't want to go into like advice and I kind of feel like I just did, but that's okay. Sometimes yeah. it's hard to pull back yeah. on the how to's, you right, know? Right. 
Um, but anyway, what I wanted to, to say, okay, so we we're talking about the limiting beliefs and we've identified the roadblock of her f- having this real fear of what's going to happen, like it, paralyzing her. Do I do something or do I not do it? Um, because of this fear of losing interest. And, and she's talking about the decision of, okay, I, I would, I, I'm choosing to live a more mindful life. She's choosing kind of what her priorities are and she's starting to second guess that. So she's wondering, is that really what she wants or is this fear driving her? And, um, you know, that's a really important question, right, that we need to ask. Um, and I don't have the answer for her, but I do have some questions that could, you know, that could possibly guide her into finding the answer. Because that's really, I think, not if it's not just about fear of losing interest, you were talking about the context that that's in. Mm-hmm. I think this is about any kind of ADHD challenge that you might be feeling. How do you deal with it? How do you work through it? And so you don't stay stuck, right? And the last sentence that she said was maybe I'm too soon in this journey of self-discovery to know. Well, I love this. I love how she's packaged it in a way that it, it is a journey and she is discovering who she is and how, how she thinks, um, and coming to, you know, or coming, going through the process to try to figure out what she really wants in, in this situation. Um, okay. So before people, cause I do have 10 questions oh, here. Okay. Yeah. In and a row. people, yeah. And right. people are going to like, if you're listening to this on your commute and you're thinking, Oh my gosh, I'm, there's no way I'm ever going to remember these questions. Um, I am putting them into a blog post. So they will be in a blog post on my website in the show notes, all ready for you to print out. You do not need to like write notes on this or anything. Um, but what I do want you to do is think about what, um, Think about the questions and think about how you can apply them not only to Foley, but to any kind of challenge that you might be dealing with, because it really is about self-discovery and it's not always just the how-tos, right? Because you could have the best strategy in the world, you could have the best intentions in the world, and you're still going to stay stuck. We got to do some reflection, right? Right. Got it? All right. I'm preaching to people. (laughs) (laughs) Hallelujah. All right. So first of all, uh, my first kind of question or kind of thought, I guess, more so than anything, is she she shared with us her story. She shared with us what was going wrong. So if you're dealing with an ADHD challenge like this or something else, uh, definitely identify what's happening, what's getting in your way, what are the consequences here. And then I want you to paint a picture of a different story. I want you to actually go onto the other side and think about what this would look like if things were going right. So what if she didn't have this fear? What, what would that mean to her? Um, and what is it that she really wants out of this situation? That's the second question. So, you know, you're painting the picture of what the future is going to look like for you. And then now you're asking, what is it that I really want? So that's kind of helping you answer that second question. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, giving you a little bit of framework and homework to do before you get there. Uh, third question is you got to ask yourself, what makes this important? Because the purpose, right? She's talking about purpose and that is 
so important with ADHD specifically. Well, for anybody, you have to have a reason to change something if you don't like it. You have to have um, motivation to do something different. Otherwise, you're going to keep doing the same thing. So does she want to lose this fear? Then, you know, what makes that important to her? Does she feel like she's being pulled back or she's not looking at things that she's really curious about because she's, you know, she's fearful of this. And uh, on a side note, one of my coaching groups, we were talking about how fast time goes by as adults. And one of the members was saying that um, one of the reasons is as children, we, everything is new to us, right? So we have all of these wonder moments Mm -hmm. where, we see things and we're curious about them and they're new. And so the time just tends to kind of go a little bit uh, slower. But as adults, we have less wonder moments. Oh, and see, so sad. it is. I thought it was sad, too. I think I want more, I want wonder, more wonder moments. I want more wonder moments. And yeah. so you got to figure out. I mean, that just kind of ties into what makes us important. It's like if you want more wonder moments, you do have to you have to look for them as adults. And that may mean learning about wine because you're curious about it or learning a new language because you want to, um, and, and maybe not fearing so much of what the outcome is, but just enjoying the journey and the experience as you're, as you're doing it at the time that you're doing it. Well, and that gets to, gets to a really important, you know, sort of change switch that, that you can flip, that you can flip with practice, which is, you know, that, that it's, it's okay to do things, do something for the love of the thing and not for the outcome. You know, so many people, I'm going to try and, right? Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to go to Greece and so I better learn to speak some Greek. And then suddenly you don't learn to speak any Greek, but you still go to Greece and it's okay. Like you you have to find, like, maybe you just want to learn Greek because you want to learn Greek and you want to, to expose yourself to an amazing language that opens doors to new ways of learning, you know, history. Maybe it's not tied to a specific trip, you know, maybe it's not, maybe it's just you're doing a thing for the love of the thing and not for a specific singular outcome. And, and, and when you do that, uh, you know, when you, and this is what I was, was going to get to, uh, you know, and I, I'm sorry to hijack your list of questions, but this no, no, is no, please. I, I, I find that um, at the older I get, the more able I am at doing this, the greater sort of facility I have at, at doing this and saying, you know, this is a thing I want to do just for the, for the sake of doing it. And I'm a different guy than I was 20 years ago when I blew up at that VP of operations. Mm-hmm. And now I'm more able to say, to, to rediscover a purpose when I feel like it's lost. And if I can't rediscover that purpose, then I know that it's time to leave and give myself permission to leave on and move on to something else. But the things that are really important will sneak back in. Yes. And, and that's the lesson for me that is really important about this, that it, one of the things that alleviates the fear of losing interest is the sort of reminder that your interest will come back to you in time if it's really important. If it's I, really important. You know, right. I, I go back to this to this writing thing. You know, I still haven't published this silly book that I keep writing. And I I, I have this I, I feel like it's a great idea and I feel like it's something that that, uh, you know, kids are going to love. And I haven't finished it. I've gotten busy with other projects, et cetera. And this fully is right here, right? It's mm-hmm. front and center for me right now mm-hmm. because I'm terrified based on, on on history that this is what I'm going to do. But you know what? Over the years, writing books has always come back around. 
It has yeah. always come back around. It is a thing that I've, I've felt the regret about and I've always been able to come back to it. Uh, so, well, and I'm going to tell you something that I tell my clients when they talk about their history is that's, that's the old story. Yeah. You have an opportunity to write a new one. You have right. a new story that can be written. And like you said, it can come back when it's ready to come back. And, uh, it doesn't matter what the history was because like you said, it will, it will form and come back when it's ready. Yeah. And I, I really think that those kinds of things happen for a reason. I think sometimes they're not meant to be pushed out into the world yet. Yeah. And, and I think that you'll know when that time is ready you know, or when it, when it's right. Absolutely. And, and you know, it, it manifests in funny ways, right? There's a neurological yeah. component too, which is that your, your brain is processing, even if it's not front of mind. And so yes. when I stop writing or I just had this experience, you know, I play the piano and I, uh, I, I haven't played in a long time. We've got this piano. I'll go months when I don't, where I don't touch it. And then, you know, I think my kids were listening to Dear Evan Hansen, right? The musical, which is, oh my God, tearjerker. <laughs> Hansen? Dear, dear Evan Hansen, it's a Broadway musical. Oh, I thought you meant like the. Group oh no, no, no! I'm like what? <laughs> not, not those guys. But okay. anyway, they've come a long way, Hansen. They've come yes. a long way. Anyway, uh, what was I talking about? Dear Evan Hansen, I don't and know now. it's amazing. It's an amazing musical. It's an incredibly talented group of people who put this show on, and so it was playing on the house speakers. And I thought, hey, I'm going to try and play this. And I sat down and I just, I just played it. And it, I muscled around with it for a little bit, and I realized, oh my goodness. I haven't played in a long time, and I just sat down and did something totally new that I've never done before in order to reproduce this. I never knew how to do it. I, I didn't get it, but something was cranking away, and it finally made its way to my fingers, and now I had an outlet. And now, you know, I'm back into the swing of playing every day. Now, I've been playing since I was a little kid, so I know I'm going to come back to this. I know I'll start practicing regularly. I'll new, learn some new things. I also know that I will lose interest for a few months at a time and where I won't touch it. I'll get busy. Uh, but it'll sneak back in. Music always sneaks back in. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and so that's a thing that gives me faith and confidence that, that, you know, it's okay to move through the darkness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Sorry. Well, and one thing that I do want to talk about, and, and I will talk about this in some of the questions coming up, is when it has to do with other people, because I do know that, you know, one of the concerns definitely was disappointing other people that might be going along this journey with, with her. Sure. Um, so the fourth question that I want to ask is what are your options in regards to these new projects or hobbies? And, and, um, what I mean by that is when people get stuck in, in, in anything, they don't see options. They just see where they're stuck. Or like we just mentioned, they think about their history and they don't think about going forward. Right. And so just asking the question, what are your options? It opens up that possibility. It opens up the door of thinking, oh, my gosh, maybe there's a different way to think about this. And uh, then the, the, the fifth question leads into what are you willing to change, give up or do differently? Yeah. And I think that's important. And, and I do have a couple of things to say about this in particular, but I think you can ask this question about any kind of ADHD challenge. But when you're talking about fear of losing interest and you are dealing with other people, 
You know, I think that the power of the pause is not something that we've talked a whole lot about in this podcast, but it is really important that before you say yes to anything or before you commit to anything is to give you that time to really reflect and think about it. Is this really important to you? Do you have time to do it? Is now the right time to do it? Because we can have lots of things that we want to do, but maybe they don't all have to happen right now. Um, and talk to other people about what you're thinking. If you're really concerned about, you know, what's going to happen here, process out loud. Most ADDers are verbal processors. They need to talk. They need to, to get their um, thoughts out so they can think about it, organize them, you know, have that conversation. And then you can certainly set some boundaries around how much time you're going to spend on this, how much money you're going to spend on it. You know, if it's a hobby, how many new hobbies are you going to start at once? I mean, you can certainly kind of set some boundaries around that. Mm -hmm. Um, But when it comes to other people, be transparent, be completely transparent with them and let them know, um, you know, what the expectations are of you, of them. And I know this sounds weird, but have kind of an escape plan. (laughs) Like if you do lose interest, then, you know, how are you going to deal with that? And, and be honest with the people that you're working with or that you're, you know, dealing with. Um, I, you know, because it is reality and it can happen. I mean, you know, there's nothing that can just force you to all of a sudden be excited about something. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. There, there are external influences at work and, uh, you know, from from time to time, they'll, they'll try to get the better of you, but your, your moods will ultimately will out. Yes. Yes. Uh, the other thing that I want to, and this again is going specifically to her, um, paragraph. I mean, I really like to pick this apart, so I hope she doesn't yeah. care. Uh, but when she was talking about choosing a, a more mindful life, you know, is she choosing this because she wants to, or is it out of fear? I think living a, a mindful life is a beautiful thing, but I think she needs to ask herself what that means to her. What does that mean? Yeah. Does a mindful life mean to her that she pushes other stuff out? I don't know. I mean, you know, so. Yeah, it does. It doesn't necessarily. It could mean austerity, right? It could mean emotional. It could mean practical austerity. It could mean, yeah, pushing things out, getting, you know, uh, being uh, sort of noncommittal, uh, yeah. right? And and not uh, engaging in anything. Right. For fear of losing interest. And that, I think, is the dark side, right? That's what I was talking right. about earlier. That's right. the emotional place. Like, I better not do anything because I'm eventually going to lose interest. But yes. when you turn that around and say, you know what? I'm eventually going to lose interest. I wonder what I'll do next. Right. Uh, that's a very different kind of framing. Very different framework. Well, and then I have to say, too, as a coach, I'm picking up that she's doubting her decision, right? She's wondering, um, is this the right decision for me? And so my question has to be, then what's what's missing for her? What's yeah. missing that she isn't just saying, I'm living a mindful life and I am happy about it. Yeah. So we got to, you know, she has to answer that question. And, and what needs to happen to fill that void? If something's missing, what is the, you know, what needs to be filled? Uh, ninth question is what can you do to make the situation better for you? So now we're kind of getting unstuck and we're starting again to move a little bit forward. And then actually taking that first step is what are you willing to do? What are you willing, um, what is that first step for you that you could even start just as, you know, as soon as today? Like we're not talking about yeah. next week. We're not talking about, you know, next month. What can you do today? 
right? To kind of get to um, a place where you're unstuck and, and actually embracing this ADHD trait, not trait, because trait is not a good word. I just learned that. I have to tell you that in just a second, what okay. I just figured out. In fact, it's funny that it came out so easily. ADHD characteristic yes. of losing interest. Yeah. So backstory on that. There was a, um, I put a post on Facebook, um, about a book. I haven't read it, but I was curious if any of uh, my followers had read it. And one of the first comments was she was really put off by the, um, the first sentence is because they used the word ADHD trait. And she was like, it's not like, you know, blue eyes, like blue eyes is a trait. It's a trait, right. Yeah. Right. And so it was just a reminder of me of that, um, language and how powerful language is to people and how some people will perceive that. Some people will read that and not even think anything of it. I came, I said it without even thinking anything of it. Um, but then realizing that, you know, that can be a really strong, um, negative word for yeah, someone. Yeah. So. Anyway, that's characteristic. where that came. That's characteristic. Better. Yeah. So I apologize. I didn't mean to offend. <laughs> so yeah, there you have it. There you have it. I, you know, I started looking up uh, fully. I wanted to see if if we could find Is it real? definition. Well, it, you know, it means full or stag in like you know in Norwegian and and there there all it means something in different languages. But yeah. what I thought was most interesting is this one, and I think it's uh, actually. Um, uh, this this is inspirational to me. Foley in Malinke, uh, in the Malinke language, uh, in, is Malinke is a, there's a tribe in West Africa, uh, and and to this tribe, Foley means there is no movement without rhythm. There is no movement without rhythm, and to me, that I I actually resonate with that too. Wow, that, I do too. That, you know, in fact, this fear of losing interest is, um, it, it's just that, right? It's false. It's fear. It's, it's unfounded. It's nothing has happened yet, right? You don't know what's going to happen. But one thing that you, that is a characteristic of the behavior is the rhythmic nature of it, right? The cycle mm -hmm. of it. And every new cycle, there's something new that you can do and, uh, that, that you're doing and that you're changing and that you're growing. And it's a, it, it's a word that means sort of life and movement. And, and, uh, I, uh, I really like that, and I mm -hmm. I deeply prefer to associate fully with that. You know, understanding what we're what we're defining it to be this fear of right. losing interest, which is so brilliant, but also saying, look at the opportunity that comes with that. When you're living with ADHD, you 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 know there is there is new life if you choose not to fear it. And so, I mm, I really like that. that. Yeah, I really like that. And so I don't know if it means anything or resonates with anybody else, but I find it, it quite, resonates quite with quite us. Touching. Yeah, right there you go. <laughs> I find it quite there touching. You so thank I you, Malinke tribe in that. West Africa. I and appreciate you. thank you, you. For our listener for, for um, writing such a wonderful paragraph. Like yes. I just really enjoyed reading it and being able to kind of break it down and share it with our listeners. I, I, I just really appreciate that. So yeah. thank yeah. you. I do too. Thank you, everybody, as always, for downloading and listening to this show. We appreciate your time and your attention and particularly your participation uh, this community is is one that I know we cherish very, very much. So thank you so much for being a part of it. Uh, and uh, until next time, on behalf of Nikki Kinzer, I'm Pete Wright. We'll catch you next week right here on Taking Control, the ADHD podcast.